0: Hi, this is Eva, the creator of Eva the Relationship Maker podcast, where we talk about difficulties, about successes, we talk about how to overcome some of the obstacles that you have in life, and uh, of course, relationships, and life in general, especially when we're having guests on my podcast, like today. Hi. Hi.
1: Hi, Eva. How are you doing?
0: I'm good. I'm good.
1: It is the same. It's a new shirt, but it's it's the same as it was yesterday.
0: But I love. I lo- I'm telling you, I love this. You ha- it's like everything is dark, and you have to pay attention to you. It's oh, like okay. when you're
1: <laughs> Perfect.
0: As I said, uh, that I have um, many times guests on my podcast, and they always have something to offer, and I'm so happy to have today. Dr. Ores Komarnitsky. I have met him a while ago, like a year ago. And it's like we talked, we had uh, some podcasts, but I never stopped really to introduce him properly. So I want to do the proper introduction. Instead of retiring, he used to be, he's a former periodontal regenerative surgeon. And now what he does, instead of retiring, he has a podcast, he's a blogger, he's an internet marketer, he's a stand-up comedian, and I can attest to that, that he's really funny. Uh, he has uh, a wife and two daughters. He lives now in Las Vegas, and as he says, many times his wife and his kids are going to tell him to grow up, but don't piss him Oh he can be a real dick.
1: <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yeah, it it, it happens real fast. <laughs> There's no ramp up.
0: Straightforward, he says what he means, and he likes cigars and fine liqueurs. Yes. So that's that's one of the the many enjoyments in life. So welcome. And uh instead of retiring, as I said. Uh, he um he developed a program on your masculinity to help men to be more assertive to have a better life and he teaches skills that unfortunately school does not teach so they can be better people and they have a better life the program is on his uh the standard academy that he uh he created and um he's very successful i mean a lot of work went to, into it how how are you today it's nice uh, to see you again
1: thank you thank you for that wonderful introduction i'm, I'm not sure who you're talking about but uh i appreciate <laughs> it uh so uh no thank you yeah no uh I'm, I'm doing great i'm doing great it's a it's a great day and enjoying being here on this and having this conversation with you today so a lot of fun
0: yeah we were talking yesterday about how it happened to create that academy. And I was just thinking uh, this morning and laughing because you were a periodontist, uh, you know, like a dentist. Right. You can talk, but the person cannot talk. So mm-hmm. what was the discussion? How you realized that men have problems?
1: Actually, actually you know, it's kind of funny. Um, my assistants used to have to tell my patients because when we did surgery, uh, it was just local anesthetic. It wasn't like general surgery or anything, uh, uh, general anesthesia. Uh, so, but my assistants would have to say that uh, first of all, that I get very quiet when I were when I was doing surgery. I got very very quiet and focused. And they also have to say tell the patient that it does not mean anything. The doctor sighs a lot.
0: <laughs> Which means?
1: <laughs> it, it, mean, it means it I just take like a deep breath and it, oh,
0: yeah, sigh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, i i do that a lot uh and they just have to tell just kind of tell the patient that that like that that that, that was going to happen and it doesn't mean anything it's just is something that i do while i'm working
0: yeah he's not ready just croak on you it's like just take a deep breath he's not yeah. the heart yeah. You're going to yeah. be. Okay. i'm
1: just taking taking deep breaths and 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 working on
0: yeah so. definitely definitely <laughs> yeah yesterday we were talking about about uh, families and how the structure of the family changed, how women they say they don't need men, but uh definitely I mean you wanna you want have a child, why wouldn't you want to have a father figure in that child's life that for me, I don't know if you can explain that because for me that it's so far out
1: yeah i I think it's really important for kids well let's take a step back here uh let's let's just talk about relationships and we're gonna what i know about is heterosexual and that's that's just what i'm going to talk about it's not that a woman needs a man but and the same thing for a man vice versa both are true but there is something that it really uh, in many ways, enhances the quality of your life and your relationship when you have that to share it with, with someone else. Uh, and the thing about uh, male, female, you know, the roles have changed uh, uh, dramatically as women have become more involved in, in business and work and and also pro- providing financially. And some of that is is a need because things have become so expensive. Uh, some of it is a desire that they have their, their career choices that they want to pursue. But those are not careers and businesses and all of those things are not contrary to, to being feminine or being a woman, at least in my perspective, from my perspective. And you can have, you can have both of those and you can have that. And for a man, I think it's important for them to be masculine, to be providing, to be a gentleman, to be also, um, in a relationship, what happens a lot of times is people get into complacency. They get into a rut, and all of a sudden, their their relationship starts to dissolve. So one of the things I think that we talk about in reviving a relationship, uh, and we, we talk about that, and it's, and it's in the, the standard dot academy. One of the things we talk about is being flirtatious and seductive on a continual basis. And and that's a lot, and that's a lot of fun. It's, it's, it's not, it's not work. It's actually a lot of fun. And, you know, just, just because you say something, you, you can't have an expectation that you're going to get laid right away. <laughs> you know, no. that, 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 yeah, you know, it's not, a, it's not, it's not a one for that, but there, there's a certain amount of that, Uh, flirtatiousness, that seduction, that interest that you show in your significant other that really enhances the relationship. And you do it uh, often. It depends on the quality of your relationship. Uh, If you are in a crappy situation, you may do it without any expectation of any reciprocity of anything, getting anything in return for for a while uh, because the relationship has broken down. And you can't expect anything in a relationship. You can't expect a spiritual or emotional or physical intimacy. If there is no relationship, it's just, it's just not going to happen. And those are the things that you, that you need to reestablish in a significant way in relationship. Now, as far as kids go, I think it's an interesting phenomenon. Boys need an example of a man in their life. They, they need a role model. They need someone who can actually talk to them and demonstrate being, uh, being a man. And I'm not talking about being some sort of, uh, uh, when I talk about masculinity, I'm not talking about some sort of, uh, 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 you know, redneck macho, uh, type, type of thing. Uh, that, that's not, that's not what I'm talking about masculinity at the same time. And this was, (laughs) this uh, i'm I'm sure that you'll you'll get some responses from this and i get some some hate mail i'll be called misogynist and all this other crap um but at the same time uh, a group of us and uh uh, there's a bunch of my my friends and i this was a long time ago was about 30 years ago and we uh sat around and we were having some drinks and smoking some cigars and and I, i will tell you that when you sit around having drinks and smoking cigars your IQ goes up like 20 or 30 points, just just the sheer fact of, of smoking cigars and, and drinking liquor. I mean, it just, it just pops up. and unfortunately, transitory. as soon as you wake up the next morning, it's all gone. That, that, that increase in IQ. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it, it, go, it goes up dramatically. But we came to the conclusion because we were talking about because I, I did not get married until I was 40 years old, so I was quite a bit older. so and we did not uh, my wife did not have our, our first child until I was 45.
0: Wow.
1: And so I dated for quite a bit. And there were women that were easy to date. And there were women that were hard to date. And I have one woman that I refer to as the daughter of darkness, which was, uh, that, that was like a, again, I'm going to be referred to as, as a thing. It, it was kind of like a bad Ferrari. <laughs> uh, when it when it drove, it drove great, but it was always broken down and in the shop, and very expensive. And and then that's what that's what she was like. She was kind of like I describe something as a car, as a bad Ferrari. So what we discussed and what we found, we what the people that were easy to get along with and easy to date were the ones that had a good relationship with their father.
0: Mm, interesting.
1: The first relationship. For As a general rule, and you know, 95% of the time or whatever, the first relationship a woman has with a man is with her father, okay? And that, in many ways, sets the tone. Now, if it's a crappy relationship, and it may be crappy for legitimate reasons, Okay. You know, it might be, it might be an alcoholic and the guy might be abusive to his wife, whatever abusive to the kids, whatever, blah, blah, blah. it might be, but that relationship sets the tone. And I remember uh, mentoring a, a young man and he was telling me about this thing about his girlfriend. And I said, I, I asked him, you know, we were kind of talking, I, I said, so I said, so let me ask you, do you know your girlfriend's father? he said, he said, yeah. I said, she said, what is her relationship with him? And he said, not very good. And I said, I said, the trust issue, is it because he was screwing around on his wife?
0: Mm -hmm. And
1: he said, yes. And so uh, uh, the daughter saw that at an early age and associated that mistrust with a man and it carried on as a, you know, maybe subconscious level, or or semi-conscious, subconscious level, in terms of of, of how it colored colored the other relationships. And so I was very very on point and purpose regarding my relationship with my with my two daughters, uh, simply because of that conversation that you know with the height and IQ and everything. Uh- <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know what they say: they kids and drunk people they always tell the truth.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Sometimes that's true. Sometimes that's true. But, uh, uh, Jackie Mason had a story about that. I can't remember but he had some, he, he said something that was pretty, he, he said, that's not, that's not always true, but that, that, but I think a lot of times, sometimes that is, but yeah. So, so that was real, that, that was really important because I knew that that relationship was an, was an important one. And it really set the, the, the foundation for their relationship with other people with and with other men.
0: It's funny uh, you saying that because I know also women and men who depends like some women are very, very controlling when it's coming for their son when it's it's we talk about their son Mm. and it's basically they choose the girl he should date and it's it's the the women and the whole marriage is miserable because they always having a third person in their in their lives. And the same thing with men, like I have seen some videos which warn my heart. Like the little girl is like, I don't know, eight years old. And the father dresses up and says, I'm going to take my daughter for a date. Mm -hmm. So it shows how to, how to, what to expect and what to want from a man. And I had a friend who was totally spoiling the, the little girl. And he says, you know what? I want my my daughter to know what is a good man i want them to have that so when they when it comes the time to choose they realize that the person they are dating it's it's going to be a good husband or not
1: right you know i i think there's a there, there's a balance between and this this is true for both girls and boys there's a balance between providing and giving them things and spoiling them and not and not teaching them responsibility, and I, I laugh at this. Uh, you know, we were uh, we used to go skiing as a family. We went to some you know really nice places. Uh, one of my favorite places was in Tolleson, New Mexico, to go skiing. Uh, and they had a great school for kids. They, they they actually have a great school for adults, but they had a great school for kids. Where uh, if you were there for the whole week, you just you just have to sign them in once, and then they were they were done. But my kids carried their skis you know i did not carry their skis and i wanted and i I could have but i didn't i wanted them to be self-sufficient in those little things they eventually make them self-sufficient in larger things and they're very even though they're both in their early 20s they're both very Mm self-sufficient and if, if something was to happen to me and my wife well they would miss us they would do well, and they're going to do well in life. They're, they're doing well in life, and they will continue to do well in life. But that's part part of that is is that that build that build that strength by by teaching people to be self sufficient. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I, I think you know you, you see sometimes, especially with in in wealthy families that are newly wealthy,
0: mm-hmm.
1: where the, the the kids are just total brats. And they're brats as 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 teenagers and as young adults. They're brats as they're young children, but they're totally spoiled, and they end up uh, a lot of times in in, in situations where uh, that aren't good. They end up a lot of times abusing drugs, getting into all sorts of horrible relationships, you know, uh, and everything. And you and that's I think you see that a lot in in where where, where the parents have made a lot of money, and they they spoiled their kids.
0: Yeah, because Way they came off with money, so you stay quiet. But yeah. the, you know, there is another thing I think between the generation gap. Like when when we grew up, at twenty one I was raising a child. At twenty two I was raising the the other child, and we didn't have much because it was I grew up under a communist country. Mm-hmm. So. I used to go two o'clock in the morning to stand in line so I can get a liter of milk for for my kids. sure. So I the life actually taught me how to handle life, basically. Mm-hmm. but I wanted something better for my kids. So when they when I I run away and after I brought them here, I was giving them more than I had. but still I was keeping the same values. But I find that, my kids at this point, they want even more to give to their kids what they didn't have. And where does it stop? I mean, if if you're going to spoil your child as vet, that you didn't have enough and you give more and more, they cannot appreciate what you do. And yeah. they are not going to be pre- prepared for life. It's like, it's like a child abuse because you don't prepare them for life and they are totally lost. They don't find who they are.
1: Yeah. We uh, had a chance to, to discuss uh, to visit with some uh, some people that came from like billionaires.
0: Mm-hmm. Their
1: their, par- their parents were billionaires, and consequently, you know, they they were they, they tend to be very successful. But they had a general, you know, uh, so, but they have there is a succession plan for transferring the generational wealth. Yeah. Uh, it's very, it, and, and with, when I was, I was kind of like, talking, okay, okay. So that's what happens when you have a lot of money because, uh, that also can be, you know, you know, if somebody, if your parents are billionaires, you know, you're going to inherit a couple hundred million dollars.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so, but these all, what they did was they have the the kids read books spend time with financial advisors, spend time with other kinds of advisors. And so they start that training relatively early in their lives. And I know there's one billionaire in Arizona and he, <laughs> you know, he, he had a, a, a double, his home was on a double lot and an incredible, Where a single lot was a lot, was over a million dollars. But I mean, you know, and, uh, but he had his son uh, working as a barista at Starbucks at the, at the local supermarket. You know, another person, uh, his his son was a was a was a busboy at a fancy restaurant. So they they had them learning. Yeah, you know, and then the kid was a busboy. You know, I, I know that like okay, he was a busboy, but then dad paid for his helicopter lessons in Big Sky, Montana. And if you know what what Big Sky is, that's like you know it's, it's like it's like Aspen. It's, it's like super rich. And, and so, so, you know, so, you know, and helicopter lessons ain't cheap, but, but it was just to get that experience of working.
0: And it's so important. I think, I think we are, we are harming kids when we don't teach them skills. And I, I was listening to some of the people who says, no, I I'm rich, but my kids are not going to inherit anything. And I'm like, wow. (laughs) So they have no reason to kill you. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, I'm being a little morbid, but yeah. yeah.
1: Well, you know, there there is a certain amount of of, of waiting, and and that and it, it's not that that hasn't happened because uh, I'm sure it has. But I, I again, it's it's just, it's just a matter of uh, of building those values, and you know, you know, a lot of times, sometimes a lot of times, those those kids will do very well on their own without having to inherit money from their parents.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, they, they make it their own, and they have their own pride what do you think it's the most common problem between couples
1: well it's, it's <laughs> sex and money
0: sex and money what about communication
1: well it breaks that that's where the the sex and the money breaks down it breaks down the communication between between them but i think i think you know the answer to both those is communication about about where you are and where you want to go and there there may be some very legitimate reasons for both, but com- it, it, the solution will will start with communication. The, the solution will start with communication, and so that, that those are I think that that's probably the, the two major things you know. And and that's a, that's not that's a, not just my opinion. That's like you know it's, it's just about everyone says says that oh yeah okay yes yes and if you if you say that in an in, a, in a, to an audience. Mm-hmm. Say that to an audience, they'll go, yeah, 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 and they'll, they'll, but they'll have different perspectives on it in terms of of, of why.
0: I used to know someone. <clears throat> it was really funny. He says, "Okay, my wife wants to uh to go shopping, and she was so nice last night. I wonder how much is going to cost me."
1: <laughs> sure. Yeah, well, yeah, that that that's not a. That, that's that's not a good relationship. That, that's probably not a great relationship.
0: Oh, it it, it was pure fun. It was so, pure fun. Okay. Yeah, it's it it was nothing serious, but you know, they had a great relationship, but still the guy was putting it out, you know, like um, okay, she was really nice. I wonder how much is going to cost sure. tomorrow. <laughs> so Yeah. And uh, do you have couples that come to you and you have to be the mediator between them and and help them? The communication, how to talk to each other.
1: I don't really have couples because mostly I, I talk with men. Okay, and, and I do I, I deal with men as as a, as a rule. Part of that also is the the dynamic of you have to change who you are if you want a different result. You can't. You're not. If if you if you are getting the result you want. You wouldn't be looking for a change okay. to, for improvement. And so the first the first thing is really working on yourself. Because that's really the only thing you can control in, in oh, a very yeah. significant way. You can't you can't control someone else. You may think you can, but that won't last for a long time or it's gonna br- build up resentment. But but you have to you have to change yourself.
0: Yeah.
1: You have to change who you are.
0: I like that when people say oh, he di- doesn't make me happy. And it's such a foreign thing or doesn't love me the way I want it. How can you make someone else happy if the person is always miserable and negative? That's a huge burden on someone. And yeah. it it's just like, doesn't work. I don't know, you know, blaming the other person we were talking about yesterday yeah. about that. It's yeah. always like expecting, expecting, but... Do you have resistance when you say, okay, you have to change? This is what you have to do?
1: Well, usually they're, they're, the people are in pain. And, and yes, there is. A, there are, there's, sometimes there's a resistance. There's a resistance because people want to do it their way, but their way is not working.
0: And how you break it down? <laughs> how you break it down? What you say to them? It's like, okay, I'm I'm not th- I'm not asking you to tell me all your secrets, but how you break down that resistance that somebody has?
1: Well, I think you have a frank discussion about the results <laughs> they have. You have, a, you, have a, you have a like, okay, if things were the way you want them, you wouldn't be here, and things are the way you want them. The the things are the way they are because of the way you are Mm -hmm. at the end you are responsible for the results in your life no one else no one else is responsible for the results in your life so you are responsible and so the reality of it is is you can continue on this path and guess what you're going to get the same results that you are unhappy with Mm -hmm. now you can do that and you know what Be real honest, it's not going to affect my life. It's not going to make a difference in my life at all. But it's going to make a big difference in your life. So the question is is the pain of where you are now? Is the pain of where you are now sufficient for you to change the direction in terms of how you do things and what you do and who you are? Because we are basically our actions. We are our actions. And you can talk is cheap. Always talk is cheap. Always. You know, people say, oh, I'm gonna do this. And and you know, the vast majority of people never do it. Mm-hmm. You know, how many how many New Year's resolutions are are by the wayside within the first couple of weeks? You know, oh. I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna do that, and I'm gonna be really, really, I'm gonna be really nice. I'm not I, going to be abusive anymore. Well, I
0: see that uh, after uh, in January after new year yeah. everybody's jogging whatever two weeks into it hardly you see anybody it's like that that momentum but they don't they don't follow through they don't keep up with it so yeah. that's the the important part that you you uh, decide and you actually do it.
1: Yeah. And that, and that's, you know, a, a lot, that's a big part of the, the program that I do is, is the accountability calls, the, the weekly accountability calls uh, over a nine over a nine day period. Um, because again, most people just don't do it and they don't have a system. They don't have a system for doing it, for doing it. So you have to, you have to set up a, a system in, in order to do it. Most, a lot of times people are doing stuff, that they don't really want to do, that's also an issue. But the thing, you know, and and again, the other the other thing is like, you know, well, I gotta get motivated. Well, motivation, uh, it's good for a short while, <laughs> but it, it, motivation dies out, and it's and it's accountability that and that really that's that's the key.
0: The people I find that they don't. They don't look what is their value and what is the other person's value. So if it clashes, it's not working. And the boundaries, like you said, that they have boundary problems. Mm -hmm. Yeah, You have to be able to say no if you don't want to do something. You don't have to be mean about it, but you have to say no at one point.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely.
0: So I know you have also a magazine magazine
1: the standard dot academy forward slash magazine it's a free digital magazine and it's got uh, some interesting articles in there uh how to how to turn a woman on in 30 seconds one secret place to touch a woman that's right one secret place to touch a woman Mm -hmm. and uh the other one uh, another article is uh why are men pissing in their pants and there's there's several there's several oh, others there <laughs> what's that
0: that's an interesting title yeah
1: well you know uh, it's 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 all you know we're all fighting for attention
0: yeah
1: we're all fighting for attention and then you know the, the title is like a subject line and uh, in an email and there's a big determination whether that's going to get opened or not just on the uh
0: so you have different uh people who write articles and I've had, yeah yeah
1: yeah. So we had uh, so we have we had uh, eight articles in the magazine, uh, mm-hmm. covering d- uh, different topics. We're just publishing it now. Uh, it's it's available if you go to the, the standard.academy Dot Academy, uh, forward slash uh, magazine, and and you get you, you can get a copy of that for absolutely free. My gift to you. I tried you know, it, to it,
0: access this and I couldn't. So I'm going to try it again. Okay. Because right. I was on your site and I I wanted to access it. But uh, I know that before before you even started this, last time we talked like a, almost a year ago, you were doing these amazing interviews with some scientists, some doctors, about uh, about men, about the testosterone, about what happens. So I think that's a great compilation of everything that you.
1: I the podcast is 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 a, is a fun thing. To do, I've had some incredible guests. I've I've been very fortunate, and part of that has to do with the fact that I just ask. Uh, I don't I don't have any problems asking someone. But I've had people that have been on uh, Joe Rogan's podcast and Tim Ferriss's podcast. I've had people. I've had a a UFC world champion on my podcast. I've had a, a Olympic gold medalist from BMX. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've had others. I also have a lot of doctors. On uh, cutting edge uh, therapies in in regenerative and uh, medicine, uh, anti aging medicine. We talk about a whole range of issues. <laughs> talk talk about uh, uh, transgender athletes. We talk about menopause. Talk about erectile dysfunction. Uh, all sorts of things. Things that people don't want to talk about: porn addiction, and all all, the, all those things. So sometimes just talk about cigars and scotch and. Uh, and stuff that uh, isn't really important. I just I recently interviewed the 1993 Playmate of the Year. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So that that was a that was an interesting uh, interview. It actually went long. We actually broke that up into two sections. So we have lots of lots of interesting guests talk about Alzheimer's. Uh, you know, all, just all just all sorts of things. Life so,
0: in general, yeah. Life in
1: general, and and what I've, I'm fortunate to have gotten lots of experts on in areas. Uh, the 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 one that for for men, I probably think the, the most. If I had to tell somebody to listen to one thing as as a man, that would be to listen to my podcast about testosterone.
0: It was very interesting.
1: Yeah, there was there's there several of them. There's one, two, three, four, five. There's actually maybe six or seven. I, I've kind of lost track. Uh, some of them were with a man named James Con- J. Campbell. There's another one with a physician, Keith Nichols. Another one with a, a androgen scientist who's also a physician, PhD, uh, Scott Howell. And uh, we t- we go into a lot of detail about that. And I'm personally familiar with uh, testosterone because I've been on testosterone for over 25 years.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: and it's made an incredible difference in the quality of my life. I'm totally, totally convinced convinced of that. And finally, I finally I got my physicians to come on board. And part, part of it is because they're getting older. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and they're seeing
1: what happens when you don't have. Uh, yeah, uh, but uh, they're seeing
0: the results on news. We are looking, how to say, when I'm going to listen to someone, and like, let's say, if it's about how, the um, about look, I'm going to look for, for someone who actually looks the part. Oh, yeah, with yeah. you. It's like, it has to, has to be the part of that. It's the experience and, uh, and the knowledge that makes it interesting.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I have, a, I did an interview with, uh, her name is Elizabeth Yurth and she's a, she's a, a physician and she has a, she has a, a thing called the, uh, she's in Boulder, Colorado in the Boulder Longevity Clinic. And she's a real expert in regenerative medicine. I mean, she and, and all top-notch stuff. Uh, she because uh, there's a lot of there, in in this space. There's a lot of pretenders, a lot of wannabes, a lot of people that don't really understand the science and 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 don't don't know how to mesh the science with the clinical aspects. But we were talking, we were we were talking right about that stuff. We we were laughing. Is is that like you know if your doctor's fat? They shouldn't be giving health advice.
0: How was in old times they were smoking?
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. I know the old days.
0: And it's yeah. like, now it's like, no, don't smoke. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. But, but you know, and, and, and the only exception to that rule is the only exception to that rule is if that particular doctor is really good at some particular surgery, you know, like that, like, like they're a really good heart surgeon. Well, it doesn't matter if they're 300 pounds, if you're a heart surgeon, you know, if they can do a really good heart surgery, that's. You know how they look. But if they're giving you health advice, they better be living that advice. and 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 anyone that's giving you health advice has better be, you know reasonably healthy. Now, they don't have to look like a a magazine model for men's health or whatever, you know that 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 you know or or, or you know ripped like a bodybuilder, but they should be healthy.
0: Oh, you can see that yeah. Yeah. on the face. You can see that on the body, on their movement and mostly on the movement because people who are not healthy, they don't move the same yep. way.
1: Absolutely. So. absolutely.
0: Yeah. So um, this is so interesting. I'm so thrilled for you to have uh, this, uh, this academy because I'm telling you men need help. And, you know, I'm always on the side of the men. Uh, they have been kind of pushed aside. Mm-hmm. And special now, and I'm going to bring up a subject. People might not like it. The white man. It's, <laughs> like, it's like you know, like everybody has red blo- red blood. What what's your problem? It's like it it jumps from one one side on the opposite side instead of creating something that it's that works.
1: Yeah, there is a, I, I, I think that. The challenge there is that there's a very vocal minority that that really uh, pushes a racial divide, oh, yeah. but they're very vocal. The tide, I think, is, is turning on that in many significant ways. I don't know what it is like in Canada, but a lot of it happened when people started seeing what their kids were being taught in school. And they said, like, what? What? You're teaching. You're teaching one group of kids that they are victims based on their skin color, and the other people are are basically trying to take advantage of them, are suppressors based on their skin color. People. It just. It, it's. It's very interesting because lots of of uh, educational school boards are changing in terms of who's getting elected to them. Because parents are like going, "Whoa, and and this is not uh, and this is not just you know, it's not just like you know, people say, "Oh, it's just white parents." Well, no, 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 no. It's black parents because they't do Black parents don't want their kids being taught that they're victims, and they're not. They are not. They're not. And you know, it, there's a it goes back again to expectations and, and how you how you treat a child. And this is, this is about five or six years ago. There was an article in the wall street journal and it's called, and the article is called a tale of two schools and the schools in New York city, unlike, you know, we're, I'm used to, you know, schools are just spread out over lots of land. Well, schools in New York city, there's no, there's not lots of land. So everything is vertical. Everything's in a building. And, this school was not was it was a basically in, in a in a challenging neighborhood, with lots of uh, drugs being sold, lots of violence and things like that, and they had two schools in this one building, and the kids shared the same lunch area, and the same playground. The only thing they got was one school was a public school, and the other school was a charter school. And the charter school kids were doing great educationally. The kids in the public schools horrible, horrible. And the only difference was the educational system. And it was the luck of the draw. It wasn't. It wasn't like you know you got to pick. It was the luck of the draw of the kids from that neighborhood who went into what school. So they all came from the same challenging environments that were in that neighborhood. But the but the expectation and you see this often in the United in, in the states. Where people, you know, will go into a charter school or a, or some sort of a parochial school or a private school, and you know, really do well regardless of their of their of their circumstances in, in terms of where where they're at. But uh, yeah, no, public schools I think are, are, are horrible because in in many places because they're not interested in teaching kids.
0: It's funny that my grandson. He lives in Montreal with my son and came home from school. He's 11. And um, <clears throat> he says, I hate my my color of the, my skin. He says, why? He says, because they said that my my color is bad. And this is Canada. Yeah. So it was like, we had never, we, kids never have problem with other kids. We always play with other kids. So th- this stupidity that they, and it's going to it's going to backfire at one point point. Oh, and yeah. people are waking up and everybody has the same chance everybody has the same the same uh, how to say they can do whatever they want but it's what you say to them what you put in their hard drive that's going to make the difference
1: yeah i think you know th- you know there are people that have economic challenges but they're all across the spectrum yeah and, and so that's true. And it, it, it is true that there is, in the United States, there's more violent crime in certain neighborhoods. And that goes back many years ago to where kids, especially young boys, were growing up without a male role model, without a father. It started in, in the uh, in the 60s. And so unfortunately we're, we're, li- we're seeing the results of decades, generations, of young men growing up without a father. And that and that 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 is a big issue. And that's that's not something that I just say. That's actually being said by a lot of people who happen to be in the United States, a lot of black leaders that look at this and, and talk about this as a major issue. Dad is dead or doing drugs or in prison. And the, the kid is kind of being brought up by maybe mom, maybe grandma. But is not, you know, he's being re- they're being recruited into in, into gangs uh, at a young age, and that and that's that's the life that 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 they that they end up in, and so it's it's a very tragic situation. They want to um,
0: belong somewhere, so exactly.
1: Whoever. Well, that's that, that's the role model they get, yeah. the gang leader.
0: Yeah, i i was uh, I was watching once a documentary. I can't remember the tribe, but it says that. Whenever somebody in that tribe behaves behaves badly, instead of throwing them in jail, when they can you imagine a, a kid being in jail? How much they learn more, more yeah. time, more yeah. time. So instead of throwing them in jail, they uh, the elders and the the village comes together, and the kid is put in the middle, and people are sending them love. Mm-hmm. So when you have that, how can you? Not respond to that love. How can you not respond to that? You know what? I made a mistake, but I'm still I'm still loved. I'm still appreciated. Sure. and they're going to think the next time so this these jail things, I don't know it it just some of the things doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. People who are in jail, some of them should not be in jail,
1: yeah, but you know the, the flip side is that we have. Here in the United States, uh, we have no bail release, and you know people commit violent crimes, and they're they're released right away, back out in you know they, they uh, there's there's several instances. There's one recently in New York City where a teenager, an older teenager, started beating up on a policeman. Oh, no, no, and and they you know got arrested, and he got he was released right like right away.
0: But they have to have a, a, a standard, they have to have a, a line, what is appropriate and what is not, sure. Sure. you know, Absolutely. it's like, uh, pedophiles, criminals, like, you know, like uh, rapists, whatever, should never be released, they should stay there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, there are other people who just speak up, or they maybe they just stole a, a loaf of bread, because they, uh, they were hungry, or, you know, it, it's, it's it's different. Every, everything is, every person is different. Every situation is different. So Mm -hmm. I don't know. Mm -hmm. All right. So basically it's interesting. It's, I'm, I'm, I'm so happy that you're doing an amazing job and you're helping men. I, I do my job as much as I can Mm -hmm. and uh, help them. I talk to them and I find that most of the men I I meet, like, like I coach, they are so nice. And they saying, I cannot find someone. And it says, I went on dating up and the dating up. It's what, what happened during these two and a half years. It's totally crazy because everybody just wanted to get laid. Nobody wanted really a relationship. They couldn't have a relationship. Mm-hmm. So my question is how, how it changed the dynamics between meeting someone or being on on a dating site? Do you see a difference, a big difference, how people react and how people are who are on those sites?
1: I, you know, I I think you know, it just if you meet someone or meet them on a on a, on a dating app, you know the you're going to find good and bad people in both places. Uh, you know, you're, you're, you're going to find, find that. I think that the whole dating app thing has become more accepted. Those were uh, very unusual uh, things in the past. I remember, I mean, there was a time when, uh, you know, God talk about ancient to have uh, ad uh, relate ads in the newspaper, yeah. uh, you know, so, right. so, yeah. yeah, that was, I mean, that was, that was a long time. ago. ads in the newspaper or or other places and and so people are 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 seeking connections. The the change is when you are and and you know some people don't go to college, but when you are in in a in an educational situation, in high school or maybe college, it's easy to find people to uh, to date and go out with and things like that and have a relationship with. But I think once you get out of the workforce, it's actually a lot more challenging. Uh, I think it's truly a challenging environment. Especially now that, again, in in the States, there's all sorts of uh, concerns about, you know, people used to meet at work, but that doesn't happen anymore, because there's all sorts of concerns about, about what, what, uh, you know, getting a visit from HR is is not, is not, is not pleasant. And so, so, so people don't, that's not, that used to be a place where people would meet and they don't do that anymore so the, the <clears throat> i think the rules are changed i think i think in, in some ways men especially younger men have a target on their back we've seen that in in i've seen that in several situations where uh where they've been accused of something especially on college campuses and they're not allowed to defend themselves or, or do anything and then eventually you find out that the person who was accusing them uh, was lying. It was not impossible. There's there's several well documented uh, situations with that occurring. Probably the the most famous one that has happened several years ago was the uh, Duke University men's lacrosse team. Turned out that you know they, they were being accused of, of raping and this and that. Uh, some dancers that were whatever. Turned out you know and everybody was really down on him because you know it's all these rich all these rich kids uh, you know having their way and getting away with stuff and it turned out that uh, because of cameras with time stamps on them it was impossible for that to have happened
0: mm-hmm.
1: it was not possible for that to happen now what at, at the end of the day actually the prosecuting attorney was disbarred he lost his license good yeah, you should have. And and because, you know, being criminally charged, it's it's, it's a lot of stress and, and it, it it changes your life completely. Oh,
0: yeah. And
1: and so that happens not infrequently. And and the 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 sad part about that, the sad part about that is that when bad stuff actually happens, a lot of times people may be a little bit too skeptical. And you too know, fast to judge. Yeah, yeah. Or they, but they say they say, oh, I don't know if that that really happened. And so so it 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 it, it basically it marginalizes true victims, mm. true victims of, of the, that uh, that have had rape or or uh, or uh, physical abuse or, or mental abuse perpetrated on them. And so it, it, it when you when you have the people that are that fake it. That fake it I, I i just find that that really it's, it's a heart it's a horrible thing and and we you know you see that because there is a certain amount of celebrity associated with being a victim
0: yeah like yeah. this um me too movement totally got out of hand it's interesting i'm talking to uh young girls and they say no i want to be alone i, I don't want to be with anybody and they are young and i'm like. I don't know I don't even know where the the society is going but it would be so good to introduce something in schools like etiquette or or something that to empower empower people girls and guys and know how to interact and I I don't know it's it's I'm totally lost it's it's like a clown word, really mm-hmm. I, I I don't like what I see lately sure. For- I would love to see something kind something loving something honest I think it would go so far mm-hmm. So you have a lot of work to do
1: <laughs> Yeah there's no there's no there's no shortage of need Have uh, you
0: thought about going and approaching maybe a school something to uh, to help young kids young guys
1: No but that's not my you know it's not my target market and and to a certain extent I don't think that that should be done in a school, because right now schools aren't even teaching kids. A lot of schools, the basics. That's true. Arithmetic, writing, reading, the basic skills, civics. They're they. Sh- I don't think we should be doing social engineering at the schools. I think that belongs at at, at the home, and uh, and there are. Things that are out there to to help uh, young kids, and there are programs that are outside of the school that are there to uh, to to help with those type of things. But schools are not; they're failing. Many schools are failing in their basic function of teaching kids to read, to write, and arithmetic. Yeah, yeah.
0: Basic skills are not taught, and it's, even even what is important is not taught. So. Yeah. Yeah. let's see where it goes from here on you
1: do.
0: it was such a pleasure talking to you
1: thank you eva
0: would you like to tell people your program a little bit about your programs and sure. how they can find you because i'm going to uh put all the information but still
1: sure first of all my podcast is at oldguytalkstome.com and uh, it comes out uh, every wednesday and uh so it's uh like i said everyone is something different just recently we have i have a a, a a tantric sex expert on my program so we we had an interesting discussion so like i said that's a, a lot of fun I, i'm gonna have somebody talk about nuclear power too uh <laughs> so we'll go we go from tantric sex to nuclear power. So wh- wide range of activities? You can get my free digital magazine at the standard.academy forward slash magazine. and uh, that will uh, give you access to that. and also uh, you can, once you get that, you'll also start finding out about my uh, my coaching program. And uh, that can be found at the Uh And you can, like I said, opt in and you'll start getting some emails from me that, uh, well, we'll give you kind of some background information about the program and what it runs and the biggest thing, the biggest difference between my program and a lot of the that are out there is that we just, we provide information and at the same time we have an accountability program that entails weekly small group calls to keep you on track. That is where motivation dies away. Accountability helps you stay on track.
0: That's the most important part, because as we've talked, that you go to these big events and you are all fired up and a week or two weeks after everything is gone and you forget about things. So that's amazing. That's a well done job. Well done. Well thought out job. Thank you. Thank, Thank you so much. It Thank was...
1: you, Eva, for having me on. Goodbye. Okay, bye bye.
0: Thank you for listening, and please don't hesitate to ask questions. You're going to ha- you have the information of uh, Dr. Oris, and uh, it's going to be a pleasure for me and for him to answer any of your questions. Really, so until next time, goodbye.